A lot of my work is a lot about distilling ideas, concepts, or feelings, and just trying to convey that as clearly as possible. And so, from an aesthetic point, like it just inspires it that way. But you know, from a spiritual point, it just grounds me. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about creativity and calling. One of my favorite writers, Frederick Beekner, said this about calling. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Our guest today is a renowned artist, and he shares with us how he woke up to his calling during a class at design school. He encourages us in each of our callings to celebrate what makes us different, to celebrate our own unique strengths and gifts, and to see this as a wonderful opportunity to appreciate one another's creativity in whatever form it takes. Fellow New Yorker, fellow member of Redeemer Church in Manhattan, David Chang's masterful study of calligraphy is driven by a passion to bring, quote, the essence of a word or message to life. If you know his work, you'll know how stunningly beautiful it is. Chang's calligraphic mark, vacillating between traditional scripts and contemporary abstraction, issues statements of personal, cultural, and spiritual awareness while retaining a formal beauty full of urgency and redemption. His work has appeared in numerous shows and institutions, including Onoshi Gallery, the Waterfall Mansion, Pratt Institute, the National Arts Club, and it's even starred in movies. I was so encouraged to hear from David. He's a humble and wise guide, and I know you'll be as fascinated as I was to hear how he woke up to his calling, and what his father had to do with it, and how a church attic helped him. But I think I'll let him tell you that story. So, without further ado, please welcome my friend, and now yours, David Chang. Hi, my name is David Chang. I've been a professional calligrapher for the past 20 years in New York City and a practicing contemporary artist for the past 12 years. My wife and I, we have an eight-year-old son. We currently live in Cliffside Park, right outside of New York City. My art studio currently is in Hoboken, and I've been living in New York ever since 1994. My father was a Methodist pastor, and his father and grandfather were Methodist pastors. So there's a rich history of pastors in our family, and I felt that burden. I thought that would be my calling. I remember a lot of my younger years just waiting on receiving that call. How would I experience what the call is? But I never got it. 
I was first introduced to the art of calligraphy from a typography class at a small advertising and design school in Atlanta. And it was there where I immediately, there was something that woke up in me. As soon as my mentor had picked up this calligraphy pen and just started making these lines and letters. And as soon as I saw that, I just thought that was the coolest thing. It would be so awesome if I could just learn how to learn this. My dad was the pastor of First Korean Methodist Church located near Columbia. Had a lot of historic meaning and especially in the Korean culture. I felt like I'm an active participant just by being there, working there. I had been going to Redeemer at the time, I remember. And I was using calligraphy simply as another expression for my graphic design, making logos, more of like a commercial um, approach. and. I had attended this workshop that was led by the Redeemer's advertising group, the speaker there. He challenged the group about the need to, what he called, invest in yourself, creative capital. And this idea of having a, a sense of creative capital was important for any artist. So that's what started me thinking, what would my creative capital be? And I started thinking about how could I create artworks using simply just calligraphy? Redeemer's Center for Faith and Works allowed me to have my first exhibition at their office space. And I remember being so excited about that, just to have a space where I could just show artwork. And I just took off the ground running, you know? I just went all in. And that's where it segues into this church because my dad was the pastor there and they had the space in the attic. Three months of just locking myself in there and there was this just daily ritual, rhythm of just going in, creating work, experimenting, but very, very focused. I created a body of work that were just different expressions of what I saw calligraphy, you know, being used as, or my language of calligraphy was starting to develop. That space really informed a lot of that, you know, because there was this process of really learning how to commune with the space, be sensitive with the space and just being open to how a space can inform my art, my creativity. And I think that, looking back, that really helped inform a lot of the approach of how to prepare to make work and the intention of embodying and just allowing the work to just flow through me. All those processes, I think, really informed a lot of how I make work today. And that just started me on this long journey of learning calligraphy simply from a fascination stage to learning as practicing as a hobby and then going on to have small jobs and also just practicing it from time to time but that eventually led to bigger jobs and there was a point where I crossed over into just focusing on calligraphy full-time and eventually that led to this moment where I started making artwork with it. It wasn't until, I would say 12 years ago, where I started leaning back into my faith. I wasn't really living a very faith-filled or Christian life before then. I got connected to this men's prayer group 
And it was there that I learned the beauty of prayer and also the beauty of what an intentional space of inviting the spirit in and having just a real authentic session of just crying out to God or just praising him. It was very poetic. And I had never experienced prayer in that type of manner before. So something in me awoke in my heart. And I remember just there was this hunger. Things in my spiritual life began to come alive. It's almost like beginning to see things in color. I became more in touch with my emotions. There was just this change happening in my heart and also my mind. And and I started to have these encounters where I could just start to feel God. That's where more of my spiritual formation started to develop. It was really through intercessory prayer. Things just started to really awaken in me spiritually. That's how it all ties in with the, the calligraphy because the calligraphy began more as a professional pursuit. As I was getting more technically proficient with calligraphy, I was beginning to use it more as a spiritual expression, blessing people by writing their names to creating uh, commission works for spaces. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible called A Dream of Heaven. It was hard to squeeze all John saw into words and fit it onto a page and cram it into a book. All the words on the pages of all the books in all the world would never be enough. I am the beginning, Jesus said, and the ending. One day, John knew heaven would come down and mend God's broken world and make it our true, perfect home once again. And he knew in some mysterious way that would be hard to explain, that everything was going to be more wonderful for one's having been so sad. And he knew then that the ending of the story was going to be so great, it would make all the sadness and tears and everything seem like just a shadow that is chased away by the morning sun. I'm on my way, said Jesus. I'll be there soon. John came to the end of his book, but he didn't write the end because of course that's how stories finish. And this one's not over yet. So instead he wrote, come quickly, Jesus, which perhaps is just another way of saying to be continued. Well, I love the way it condenses the essence, you know, and the idea of a message so beautifully. There's an unburdening in this reading, right? So there's this part of me that, as I'm reading it now, that realizes, yeah, what if I live my life every day with this type of perspective? Would that help ground me, you know, just through the daily little things or would it help help frame a lot of my own experiences, how I move throughout the day? You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones.com. 
and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.